This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up? What's up, everybody? Ricky Widmer here, along with the Mark Weber. WMEs. And welcome back to the Onside Kick here on Most Valuable Podcast, where we look at all the important football news, give ourselves a little, or give you guys, not ourselves, we're giving you guys a little bit of football analysis. And Mark, before I get into the mm-hmm. housekeeping that I usually get into, holy shit, Jimmy Garoppolo got traded. Yeah, I, holy as we crap. walk into the studio. Like, we had, let's be honest, we had three specific topics. We're going to look at Roger Goodell. We are going to look at could we see Calvin Johnson again thrown out the window. So what we're going to look at today is obviously Jimmy Garoppolo part one. What does it mean for the 49ers and the Patriots? More so the 49ers. Then how it affects Kirk Cousins because duh, he's got one last spot to go now in the offseason. Then we're going to look at Deshaun Watson and make our picks. Now I will get into our housekeeping. First off, patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. That's just your way to help support the channel more so than liking, subscribing, watching, sharing, doing all the wonderful things you already do. Plus, if you want to join Patrick and Jake at our $10 tier, you can join a podcast down below every single month you're on that tier. You get to join us and we get to talk about your topic. Patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. Also, If you're on iTunes, you're not on iTunes, you have an iTunes account, go and rate not just the onside kick, give us a five-star rating, but rate all of our podcasts here at Most Available Podcast, the Primetime Podcast, Rick and Johnny Podcast, the Fast Break Podcast, give us that five-star review. But Mark, let's get into this. And the first thing I'm going to ask you before we get into what does this mean for the 49ers, initial reaction, Jimmy Garoppolo traded to San Francisco. Well, right off the bat, I'm going to think... All right, cool. You know, you went mm-hmm. out and you addressed this. You went and you got a quarterback um, that you need. The second immediate thing I, I think of is like, all right, so the San Francisco 49ers are winless right now. Mm-hmm. If it's not for Cleveland, they have the first round pick almost, I mean, the first overall pick almost locked up. Mm-hmm. But this year, I keep being told, you're one of the people who keep telling me, there's a million good quarterbacks, you're going to get are. your quarterback of the future. You know, Well, you could get your quarterback, you might be able to. I mean, if you've the That's number what people one, keep telling me. If you have the number one pick, as of right now, Sam Darnold People keep like telling me that as long as you're in the top five, you mm-hmm. are going to get a franchise quarterback. Yeah. Um, and so much so that one, two, three, four, five could all get franchise quarterbacks but mm-hmm. I keep being told now I sit there and I say I just think a tiny bit tiny bit mm-hmm. I like Jimmy Garoppolo I like the trade but a tiny bit of me thinks if you're a San Francisco 49er fan who is just getting excited you just saw this Sean Watson doing great you've seen Carson Wentz Jared Goff's looking good right now you know Mitch Trubisky's the GOAT uh, and then there's Kaiser uh, and Mahomes isn't playing yet uh, but anyways you know when I mention the good guys you look at all of them and you think alright we're going to get Rosen. We're going to get Darnold. We're going to get one of these guys. We got him. And then a little bit of that excitement leaves me. Mm-hmm. you know. And then I'm happy because Jimmy Garoppolo is supposed to be a great quarterback, and he's looked good in the small amount of opportunities we've been able to see him play. But just part of me sits there and goes, oh, man, we could have gotten one of these top guys that I keep being told are absolutely amazing. Some of the best guys coming out of college in years. And now New York might get one, Cleveland's, maybe the Jaguars can get one of them. 
but not us. Yeah, and I understand where you're coming from, but 49er fans, I'd be on the opposite side. I would be ecstatic. I would be screaming from the rooftops. Are you holding a parade? Holy shit, not a parade yet. You gotta get six wins. Like, we're treating this Oakland Raiders style. Get to six, seven wins, then we will hold you I think San Francisco right now will be happy with one. (laughs) I'll be happy with a single win. But I am sitting there going, holy crap, we have our quarterback of the future. And I know what you're saying. Like, this is a loaded draft class. And the 49ers, we're expecting them to be either one or two in this draft. However... But maybe I, not now. I mean, with Jimmy Garoppolo, well, he can win a few games, Could right? win a few games, but also, I look at this, I'd rather have a guy that has a few years under his belt and has been in the league rather than a guy right out. Unless we're talking like Andrew Luck-style talent, where Sam Darnold is good, but let's not, let's be honest, he's no, like, we're not crowning him as, like, Andrew Luck. We're just saying, you know what, he's going to be a franchise guy for you and right now there's there's no guarantee for the 49ers that you do that. The other thing I look at this, John Lynch wins again. He wins another trade. I know the famous topic you and me were talking about before <laughs> the podcast is the draft day trade with the Chicago Bears. I personally feel like whichever side you're on, that was a good trade for John Lynch. Move back just one. I don't think he was really going to take Trubisky. He got to it's, take the it's guy. It's never been about him picking Trubisky. Well, it's he, always been about other teams. Well, it's he got the guy that he mm. wanted in Thomas, yep. but then also got more picks from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Now with this one, I'm looking at this yet again. John Lynch working his rookie magic in the front office. The Patriots, we talked about last year. We talked about years before. They didn't want nothing less than a first round. They could have yeah. got this from this team. This from that team. The whole thing was that they would possibly get Cleveland's 12. Yes, and you only get a second-round pick. That's all you get. I look mm-hmm. at that. I say major win for John Lynch but I in that front I office. I think we have to put a hold on that, though, because I think what that tells us is mm-hmm. there's a question. Who is wrong here? Is it the San Francisco 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be Matt Castle? Or is it that the— uh, the Patriots were wrong here, and they should have unloaded him earlier. Because right now, the reason I think that he was going for a second overall is because mm-hmm. in one week, he he's walking. And there's nothing you well, can do about it. No, I eh, Kind of. But the thing that I look at this mm-hmm. is this is more of the Patriots held on too long. No, that's exactly what they I was literally just saying. They held on to saying. it too long. To where that's exactly what I was saying, ladies and gentlemen. They should have mm-hmm. traded this. A lot sooner. They should have traded him in the offseason. It should have happened. Offseason, last year, it should have happened mm-hmm. well before Because, right, the, the problem was, I think that, I think that there there's something going on in the Patriots organization where mm-hmm. they thought, they actually bought into the, okay, I don't really think that, Father time. that Tom Brady's going to make it this season, mm-hmm. so we need this backup. Or the flip side of it was has to be that, okay, you know, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah, we can find someone just as good. Mm-hmm. You know, they they got to be buying in right now on one of these two things. Um, and really, time just ran out on Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, you had to either re-sign him, which was going to be a silly thing to do because he wasn't going to mm-hmm. ask for backup money. Well, you'd have to franchise franchise tag him. Which is not asking ideal. for backup yeah. money. Uh, I mean, he just watched Mike Glennon get paid by the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. He's going to say, I can tell you I'm a better quarterback than Mike Glennon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't doubt it. 
Mm-hmm. I just think that this whole thing, I think a little less of the win on John Lynch here. I think he's lucking into a good situation. I think the real big thing is I think the Patriots just completely mishandled this Jimmy Garoppolo did. situation. And the thing that I look at it with the Patriots and Jimmy Garoppolo, like I said, mm-hmm. they hung on too long. Why did they? Kind of like what you, I feel like this Patriot team was like, you know what? We got to hang on to Jimmy. We don't know what's going to go on with Tom Brady. However, what does that tell me then about Jimmy Garoppolo? It means that Bill Belichick, who basically runs the show, mm-hmm. does the GMing and the head coaching in New England, was very high on this kid. So high on this kid to where when it was like, you know what, we got to keep him because what if Tom's, what if Tom does fall off the hill? What if Father Tom does catch up to him? Father Tom. Well, Father Tom. Father Time yeah. catches up to him. The fact that they kept on, held on to him this long says to me, there's something special about this kid. And like, I, I get mm-hmm. like, you're more on the, 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 I'm pe- just off, I, the pessimistic side. Is that I'm what just I'm on, looking for? I mean, it's a little pessimistic. I will admit them a little pessimistic, like, eh, but it's it purely just on history for me of yeah. no quarterback. Jacoby Brissett currently is the mm-hmm. only exception. Uh, there's not a quarterback who comes out of New England who is really successful when they leave New England. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you brought up a good point before we recorded of the systems those quarterbacks have been in have not been anywhere near the Bill Belichick caliber. Mm-hmm. There's a valid point to that. But at the same time, you know, a high-flying offense in San Francisco was great because they had amazing players. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have those same amazing players. So I'm not willing to give Shanahan all the credit as much as I think Julio Jones, Sanu, uh, Freeman out there. I think that these guys deserved a lot of that credit. Matt Ryan, Mm -hmm. um, they deserved a lot of the credit on just being great players. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be falling into a uh, not pleasant situation. It's better than Cleveland. No way you wanted to go to Cleveland, but you could be in a better spot right now. You would have been much happier, I think, if a Miami Dolphins traded for you. You know, something like that. I'm just making something up because they have good players yeah. out there that but are being underutilized. Have Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying that they have weapons that aren't being utilized. Uh, you would have been happy going there. I think you might have even been happier going to the New York Jets because mm-hmm. at least they have some talent out there that's not being utilized. Well, San Francisco, I have nothing... Nothing wrong with the actual organization. They just don't have the talent yet. Well, let me let me put this into perspective. The three big Brady backups mm-hmm. that moved on the year after that they were in New England. The first one that I'm going to look at, Ryan Mallett. Where did he go straight from New England? He went to the Texans. That, proved, that was really brief. That proved, well, it was really brief because that next year he was in Baltimore then he was ba- or he was with the Texans, and then he was, boom, in Baltimore. And he's been a backup pretty much ever since. Matt Castle, he's kind of been bounced around to where he was in Kansas City, didn't and really— And they thought he was going to be the next big thing. Well, they thought he was going to be the next big thing. He didn't turn out to be what Alex Smith is for that team right now. But then he's in Minnesota. He's with Buffalo and Dallas. He's with Tennessee. Hasn't really had— that coach that has been like, you know what, this is a guy that I can link myself to. And then you got Brian Hoyer, who has basically, since being in New England, really like only played two games with Arizona, then went to Cleveland, where we know that that's where quarterbacks go to die. And I believe that 2014 year was actually not that bad of a year for him. 
in Cleveland, then Houston, Chicago, and now he's a Jimmy Garoppolo teammate mm-hmm. in San Francisco. Good stuff. I just I feel like with Jimmy Garoppolo, and this is now bringing it into the 49ers mm-hmm. and locking it in, is this has all the potential in the world to be the best situation for not only Jimmy Garoppolo, but the 49ers. Because what's, and this is what I talked about in my Cleveland Browns video that I posted earlier today. What's the one position that is the most important on both sides of the football? Quarterback. The quarterback. Oh, when you a have a guy that can be your franchise quarterback, and if the Patriots, yet again, I'm going to say, if they mm-hmm. hung on to him for so long, that tells me that Bill Belichick must think that he can be the franchise if they were holding on to him well, they, yeah, if they, Tom Brady had fallen They off. thought that he can fill in if Tom Brady is out. Fill sure. in? Or be the future post-Tom Brady. Yet. We don't really know. I think there was an inkling. That's why I think they hung on I do for agree so with, long. with that part of it. Mm-hmm. And I think the Jacoby Brissett trade told us something Solidified as well. Solidified that. Because but it's the like, why did they, they trade Jacoby first? That the problem that with the whole trade with Jacoby Brissett, plus now the trade of Jimmy Garoppolo, is so who's who's the answer now? Are, they, are the Patriots going to go back into the draft this year? And try and draft a quarterback. No, they're putting all their baskets. They could draft a quarterback. They're putting all their baskets in time. I mean, I'm not saying you draft a first-round quarterback. I'm saying, Mm -hmm. are they going to go and they're going to find one of their guys? You know, a Jacoby Brissett type of situation of a guy who we can try and develop into Tom Brady. It's the Patriot way. Yeah, I mean, you have this situation right now where Sean Anderson's Mm -hmm. sitting there thinking about Tom Brady playing for the next 10 years, and that's possible. But realistically, I feel like... I, feel, I, I don't know. This is just going—if you were going to get rid of Garoppolo, mm-hmm. and they probably didn't know necessarily that they were, but if you were going to lose Garoppolo, I feel like you had to keep Brissett. Let's reel it in. Let's go back to the 49ers. Mm-hmm. You get your—to me, you get a guy who potentially could be your franchise, could be your future. Yeah. You link him with a coach. I know Kyle Shanahan—I'm going to I'm gonna press it—preface press, preface it with this. Let's not crown his ass. There you go. He was good, in good. the Super Bowl— However, I feel like with the offensive system that Kyle Shanahan wants to run, Mm -hmm. I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo could be a good fit for that. Because I mentioned to you, look at Matt Ryan. Yeah, Matt Ryan, and I know your first thought was Matt Ryan's a better quarterback. Putting that aside, Mm -hmm. Matt Ryan's season last year to this year, and I know there was a Super Bowl loss with that where Terry Bradshaw today on uh, The Herd said, you never get over that. It'll stay with you. We are watching the Falcons get over it in front of our eyes. They're still trying. And I feel like this is the guy for Shanahan. Because look at Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan last year, phenomenal numbers. This year without Kyle Shanahan, we're like, where where did Matt Ryan go? Where did last year Matt Ryan go? He's gone back down to his kind of average. We haven't seen Jimmy Garoppolo with Kyle Shanahan's system, Mm -hmm. but if we can use that as an example. It's just going to elevate Jimmy Garoppolo and make him even better. What's going to be interesting to me, and I and I think where I stand on this really is, I liked the idea as a San Francisco 49er fan. I'm not, but if I was, mm-hmm. I like the idea of being able to go out and get your young your young gun who uh, can hopefully be a Deshaun Watson, you know, who can just go out there day one mm-hmm. and light people up, go toe to toe with Russell Wilson top three quarterback in the NFL right now. You know, I love the uh, thought that you can do that. Jimmy Garoppolo, I just sit there and I'm like, well, it's been a while since we've seen him play, uh, so that makes me a little nervous. You know, last year we saw him play 
two games and then get hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it makes you makes you a little bit nervous. Um, See, it doesn't. Hold on, it let doesn't me let me finish. Me. It, it makes me a little bit nervous when that when I'm just comparing the. Get this quarterback who last year just got hurt, yeah. or get this young rookie quarterback who's super exciting and is mm-hmm. supposed to be the next greatest thing. That's all I'm concerned yeah. about that makes me nervous. But the thing I love about it for, for San Francisco is you have a guy who pretty much everybody universally has, scouting-wise, has said, this is a guy who can lead a team. Mm-hmm. There's not really much on the question mark part of that for anybody. The thing that will be concerning for San Francisco is they have to be smart about it. They cannot let some dumb mistakes happen of, say, Jimmy Garoppolo has a rough time, the San Francisco 49ers only win one game, he throws a few too many interceptions, something he's not known for doing. But let's just say, you know, he doesn't throw as many touchdowns as we want because there's no weapons, really, for him to take advantage of. I don't think a single interception. Uh, I mean, he's played two games. Uh, mm-hmm. But... You know, I'm just saying, you know, things are not going well. The San Francisco 49ers have to be smart about this. They're in a rough situation contract-wise for mm. him because he's going to want good money. Not great money. He's not going to go See, out there and say, pay me, you know, the, the big boy money necessarily. That's where I think that this could actually be a win well, contract-wise. Let me, let me finish go what ahead. I'm trying to say. Uh, so I think this is the dangerous situation of mm-hmm. they're going to f- fall into a situation where he's going to be smart. I don't think he's going to sit there and say, I want to be the number one paid quarterback because mm-hmm. he's not an idiot. Yeah. He's not going to do that. Uh, he may have went to Eastern Illinois, but the guy's not an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who aren't from Illinois, Eastern's kind of the, the party school joke. You call Sean Payton an idiot? Is that um, what you're doing? You no, call I'm just Tony saying, Romo I'm just an saying idiot? that people go to Eastern to party, not for school. <laughs> Tony Romo, Sean Payton, both pretty good NFL uh, players and coaches. Yeah. They went to party, not to learn. <laughs> they weren't going to play school, Ricky. So anyways, uh, you get this okay, tough situation where you have that, and then the flip side of it's going to be, of course, mm-hmm. that if he doesn't do very well, is there going to be pressure on a young organ, uh, a young kind of front office to say, well, I guess we got to go get a quarterback? Because you can't do that. Mm-hmm. I think if you're doing this, you have to commit to Jimmy Garoppolo and go all in on it. Yeah, if I'm the San will. Francisco 49ers, I am not even going to wait for the end of the season. I'm going to get him a new contract right now. I want to get him signed ASAP. Well, I don't want him to have the the potential to have an amazing season, mm-hmm. and now i got to pay him really big money. And I would do the same thing. I'm already working on, hey, Jimmy, how do we get you here yeah. long term? However, let's say they can't. He plays the rest of the season Without a contract. The good thing is, and this is good thing, and I use air quotes, is they could basically do the Kirk Cousins method with Jimmy Garoppolo. You have him for this year. You have him for next year. The year after and the year after. You basically have him for at least three more years because you can go franchise tag, franchise tag, franchise tag. Now, the second and third... But how has that worked out for, the, Reds, for the Redskins, And though? that's what I'm saying. The second and third one are kind of worst-case yeah, scenarios. Yeah, you got to be smart about it. But at least if I can't get a contract done this year, I can get him... I can franchise tag him at the worst this year, still have him for next year. And I mean, yeah. like I said, I'm with you. Get a contract going right away. Get ASAP. I think a nice thing for Jimmy Garoppolo and... You know, he just came from Tom Brady, so let's mm-hmm. not let's not go crazy here. But I do think there's a good thing about having Brian Hoyer 
as a part of that team. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brian Hoyer's not a great quarterback, but he is a smart quarterback, and he's the guy who's kind of going to continue being a good mentor. It's not like he's sitting there with uh, with C.J. Bethard, or Bethard. C.J. Bethard being his mentor mm-hmm. right now, who's younger than him, you know, just purely on that for the backup. And I mean, another thing that I look at, and of course the schedule, usually when you finish in the top five, your schedule's a little bit easier than like the Dallas Cowboys this year. Yeah, yeah, but, the, but just it's look, not a cakewalk for Dallas. It's not I a mean, cakewalk. I'm sorry for San Francisco. But just look at this alone. In the games you had played earlier this season, you do have a team that has fought in games, that has talent. I feel like with Jimmy alone, if you would have had him, and I know I'm playing shoulda, coulda, would is here, mm-hmm. but just roll with me. I feel like in games that you've played, think about this. If you would have had Garoppolo... You could have beat Seattle in Seattle. That was only a three-point game. You could have beat Los Angeles. That one came down to the final play. I think that Jimmy Garoppolo makes that play, gets the touchdown. Could have beat Arizona. Could have beat Indianapolis. We're both one-score games. Washington, that's five right there. At best-case scenario, you have a guy like Jimmy beginning of the season. You're not 0-7. You're 5-2, and 5-3. and three. Going into week nine. I, I, I don't think you can play that game. I know that's woulda, coulda, shouldas, but I mean, looking forward, mm-hmm. the Arizona, like, let's you say. You can beat Arizona, but well, the question is if Jimmy plays. And here's the thing I wanted to touch on with what you said, with the rookie quarterback to the veteran quarterback. Mm-hmm. I love this over getting a Sam Darnold for the 49ers because so many times players coming out of college, what's the big thing we worry about? Them learning the language, them learning how the transition, how the NFL is different. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing with Deshaun Watson that has gone beautifully. We're over the offseason. Bill O'Brien was kind of quizzing him over text messages and he was learning that playbook. There are guys like Deshaun that learn it quickly and put in the work to do it. However, not everyone's like that. I mean, look at Jared Goff. Jared Goff, it took a year and the right coach Mm -hmm. to get him success I rather if I'm the 49ers, I'm ecstatic about this because you get a guy who knows knows what it takes to be a quarterback in an NFL locker room, knows what it's like, what's expected of him as an NFL quarterback, and is kind of familiar. Of course, there's going to be language differences between Bill Belichick, yeah. between Kyle Shanahan, but I rather go with that than a guy who's going from learning a college offense to great. I got to learn a whole new language in the NFL. I don't know. I don't necessarily because we've seen so many of these quarterbacks also be successful now. Mm-hmm. You know, with a Carson Wentz coming in and lighting up the league. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson currently is lighting up the league, uh, and we have guys like, to be fair, like Jared Goff, mm-hmm. who took a, a whole year essentially, and that's not completely his fault. The coaching staff partially to blame. You have a guy like Mitch Trubisky who can't do anything because he doesn't have any weapons to throw mm-hmm. to. You know, or a coach. Uh, or a coach to let him throw the ball more than seven times. You know, and you have a guy like Kaiser who's got nothing going around around him, and mm-hmm. he is going to throw interceptions because there's so much pressure on his shoulders. Well, when you're throwing to Kenny Britt, that's not good. No, that's not, not good at all. At all. Uh, so I, I think that San Francisco, you know, when it really comes down to it, I still I don't think I am willing to say right now which one I think will be the right answer of mm-hmm. should you have gone rookie, should you have gone the way you did. And the only reason I say that really is because we won't know mm-hmm. until probably a couple of years from now, maybe three years from now. Well, and that's the my final point that I mm-hmm. was going to make on this is if you're telling me, Ricky, which would you rather have? 
a rookie that you can mold, but it may take him three years, two, three years to mold into that guy mm-hmm. or a veteran I can bring in and you can streamline the process by maybe a year. I'll take that veteran because right now with the 49ers. I mean, it all depends on what the end, what go, what, what happens in the end between the two guys. What this move tells me is John Lynch and or Kyle Shanahan feel like we have the pieces here to win sooner than it's shown. And if we bring a rookie in, we're going to have to bring him up to speed. We could trade for Garoppolo and boom, make that streamline that a little bit faster. That's what yeah. I am getting from this move from and the it, front it sh- office. It shows that they have a direction, a clear direction that they want to go in, mm-hmm. and they believe in it, and they are going to go in that direction. Yeah, And I, I have respect for that, no doubt. Um, and, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because, like I said, the San Francisco's aren't our San Francisco 49ers are not a terrible team, but they are a team that doesn't have a ton of talent mm-hmm. necessarily. They have been doing well staying in games, but the problem is that you know some of these teams like the uh, the Seahawks was a surprise, but the Seahawks always start slow, so I guess mm-hmm. it's not that surprising. The Rams was a shootout of a game. Uh, the Cardinals are not really that good this year. The Colts have not been good this year. Redskins have been surprisingly bad this year, mm-hmm. um, and you should have lost to the Cowboys and the Eagles in the way that yeah. you did. Uh, you know, it's just that some of these almost wins for San Francisco, I think, are uh, a little generous. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Jimmy Garoppolo can do things, but I think we're going to have to sit there and be patient, you know, with Jimmy Garoppolo because there's not weapons around him like the way you'd have to sit and be patient with a rookie quarterback because mm-hmm. there won't be weapons around him. Not necessarily a great way to go either way. This team is still a team that is rebuilding, um, and they're rebuilding for a reason. No, I for sure think that, you know, they can beat the Cardinals. I think they can beat the Giants. I think they can probably beat the Bears. Um, Jaguars, it depends how that defense is still holding up by the time they get to the Jaguars in Week 16. So there's a while for that. So it's going to be interesting to see. But to me, the San Francisco 49ers are suddenly a team that wins three, four games this season. So definitely a good move for for that move because they have to do something different. They have to start to change something around and it shows a team that is not complacent. They're not going to say we're okay with continuing to lose. So when it really comes down to it, you're happy from a front office and coaching perspective mm-hmm. of we're not complacent. We're not okay with winning. We are losing. We want to win now. You can sit there and say, yeah, you could have had a, a rookie quarterback and maybe they're the next best thing and maybe 10 years from now we're going to severely regret it because Jimmy Garoppolo went out there and became Matt Castle 2.0. You know, who knows? We don't know that right now. And that's really what it comes down to. You kind of have to be patient. But I do think that there's a lot of hype right now. And I just think that people in general should be cautious. Uh, This is not the first time I'm going to say it in this podcast today. Mm -hmm. But people should be cautious and just kind of pump the brakes a little bit when it comes to the hype. A little bit of foreshadowing there for a future topic. I mean, probably. I mean, I like Jimmy (laughs) Garoppolo. I I like a lot of the potential for him. Mm -hmm. I would have liked him in New England with Bill Belichick way more than I like Mm -hmm. him with Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco. I'm excited for it. Bill Belichick Belichick makes people into the greatest thing ever. Kyle Shanahan uh, couldn't stop throwing the football when all he needed to do was run, and they would have won the Super Bowl. So I think that's uh, worth pointing out. But Mm -hmm. I just think that people just need to kind of chill a little bit, temper those expectations. We don't really, really know what to get out of of Jimmy Garoppolo. The tape has looked good, but a lot of that tape is coming from Eastern Illinois Mm -hmm. because he's only had a few real games 
of actual experience. So let's all just be calm. Let's enjoy the show. Let's watch. Let's see what happens. If he's the greatest quarterback of all time, I will admit that I was wrong in ever even slightly doubting him. But my general thought entirely is the, if someone were to say, Mark, should I be excited about this? Yes, you should. Oh, I am. You should be excited. excited. But let's just calm down and let's Mm -hmm. see what happens first. I'll ask you this, and I know that it's kind of different to do it now after the trade. Mm -hmm. We will obviously grade this trade many years into the future. Right now, right now, night of grade, what are you giving for both the 49ers and the Patriots? Night of. Right now, I'm gonna give the I'm gonna give the 49ers an A. Yeah, I do the same thing. They, they needed a quarterback. I won't go for the A+. Plus. A they plus, needed a quarterback. A-plus only because of how little you gave up. I know it's a second rounder, well, that's gonna but be how my flip little side. you gave up, A-plus for John Lynch yeah, and this, I'm this a, team. I'm 100% okay with giving up a, a mm. second round pick for a potential um, next Tom First Brady. First round caliber talent. Now, the, possi- the flip side is he could potentially be the next... Matt Castle, like I keep saying, I, but I think it's worth at the worst risk. he's somewhere in the middle. It's worth the risk. If he goes out there and throws 40 interceptions and one touchdown, mm-hmm. okay, you don't have him signed to a contract next year, <laughs> so who cares? But the flip side of it for the Patriots, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say the Patriots get enough. I think I'm the Patriots go C get minus. I was going to go with a C because to me, it's just that the Patriots really didn't handle the assets that they had in a very intelligent, mm-hmm. what we would typically associate with the Patriots kind of way. Mm-hmm. So I think they really just kind of, to use a terrible phrase, they screwed the pooch. Yeah. No, you hung on way too long. You hung on longer Without than you needed to. Without keeping Jacoby Brissett, which would have mm-hmm. made sense. I mean, now who knows? If Tom Brady lasts for five more years, we're mm-hmm. sitting there going, yeah, A-plus for the Patriots. I would still say maybe a B. Well, it depends but on— It depends the, what— The thing after, for like the years down the line trade, what happens post-Tom Brady? Mm-hmm. If they fall into a recession, and after it also Tom depends Brady, on how long he's there. Yeah, if he's there for five years, I mean, if you were going to mm-hmm. re-sign Jimmy Garoppolo, they probably would have yeah. resigned him to a two-year deal. True. So it all depends on with that. But right now, I'm looking at C minus just because you could have gotten a lot more if you traded him this offseason at the draft to the Browns. You could have got one of the Browns' first round picks. But however, <laughs> Browns do you think didn't that look Cleveland like right it. now is sitting there going, "All right, we missed on Wentz." We missed on Deshaun Watson. We missed on Garoppolo. We, now we just missed on Garoppolo. We didn't even know he was an option. <laughs> we didn't even know we could have traded. We got a million picks. Mm-hmm. We'll give you all of them. We didn't even know we had an option. And then they would move Garoppolo for more picks. Because Moneyball, right? Check out that video on our channel. But this is where I turn it on to you guys. Let us know down below. What do you guys think? What does this mean for the 49ers? How do you think Garoppolo is going to do with Kyle Shanahan? And then also the Patriots side. Did they hang on too long? Will this be a bad move for the Patriots? Should they have traded Garoppolo a lot sooner? Let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section. But Mark, that brings us into our next kind of part B to this Mm -hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo trade. And we are actually, this is a reactionary topic to the trade is there's someone who's not even involved in this trade that has affected me greatly. And that is the, we haven't talked about him in a while, the corn-fed All-American right here from Illinois, That's right. Kirk Cousins. And the reason why we're talking about him is what does this, this mean for— it has been an Illinois quarterback day. It has been. It has, the first two, we're talking Illinois quarterback. Only Deshaun Watson was from Illinois, I too. I know, right? If only we would be one, two, three on the trifecta. But this, to me, affects Cousins greatly because 
it was pretty much in my mind. This I was pretty like, unanimous of well, where he was going to go. In my mind, I was like, oh, he's going to go and play for Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan will bring him back, and those two can meld together in San Francisco. Well, now that they've got Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm going to ask you, where does Kirk Cousins go this offseason? Yeah, this is a tough one because, like, you think of the options that that he would have gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really, San Francisco was the big one. You know, some people want to believe in the Jets because their quarterback situation is a little messy. Um, other people want to throw out something a little bold, like the Miami Dolphins. You know, okay. I obviously that, Tannehill I think is you. there. No, I think that's Mark Webber. I'm not the only person that has said it. Not uh, the only person, but you're one of them. There's a few of them. There's a few of us out there. Uh, put your put your name on it, Mark. Put your name. You know, on some it. people would even be bold enough to say that. Well, Carson Palmer's going to be gone, so shift the him Cardinals. right over to Arizona. Uh, it's just interesting to me that Kirk Cousins' number one destination, unanimously decided by pretty much everybody, 49ers. And 49ers are like, yeah, no, we're good. We want Kirk, uh, we want Jimmy Garoppolo. We want that Garoppolo kid. And uh, you know, I. I don't necessarily disagree with it. I mean, you have the kind of recent proven quarterback Mm -hmm. compared to the guy who just has a ton of upside. Mm -hmm. So I don't really disagree with saying we'll take the younger guy with upside because Kirk Cousins, you're looking at, I don't know, like four or five years. Mm -hmm. That's about it. Jimmy, you're going to probably get eight, nine, maybe 10. You know, he's 25 where Kirk is uh, 29. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. But to me... He's definitely affected by this, but I still think he's getting paid. He is going to get the big bucks. Who's going to pay him? Who's the number one team you have on your list now for the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes? So there's one little thing that I will get to later of where I think there is currently a very strong chance that he ends Mm -hmm. up. But I definitely think that uh, I have to put my money on the Arizona Cardinals. Really? I have to because Hmm. Carson Palmer has not done what he's been there to do. Uh, he gets hurt. You know, the team's not working out. They're the team that makes the most sense to me. They've got enough pieces in place to where a guy like Cousins can go in there and be successful right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got, you know, some tough teams to compete with out there. He definitely has to go out there. Plus, there's the extra little motivation of, you know what? Fuck you, San Francisco. You didn't want me. I'm going to beat you twice a year. I think that's motivation. Uh, I don't think that the Browns are even going to entertain the idea because I think that the Cleveland Browns will go and draft their quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think that New York will make a strong push Which as well. New York? The Jets. I'm okay. sorry, the Jets. I think the Giants are drafting a quarterback this okay. year. Uh, probably like number two overall mm-hmm. um, will be drafting a quarterback. Now, the strong thing that has come back to me, I was before saying no way in hell. You know, I've been hearing that the the communication is bad, that things are falling apart. He doesn't want to be in Washington anymore. Mm-hmm. But I think this trade might kind of be a little bit of a uh, a sign from the heavens or whatever Kirk Cousins believes in uh, to say, maybe I'll stay in Washington. Mm-hmm. The number one place that I was supposed to go to suddenly is not an option. Maybe I'll just stay here. I've got three teams, two teams that I think for sure. Well, here, one team I think for sure day one fit makes them a better team, makes him a better player. Mm-hmm. The second one all depends on there are some people that believe in this quarterback. I do not. And then the third one is I think they'll draft a quarterback, 
But if they decide to move on from theirs, they could take Kirk Cousins. They'll start from the bottom. That last team, the New York Giants. And the reason why Eli hasn't been the same, I think that that would be perfect situation. Well, one of the perfect situations for Cousins. You get a defense. You get an offense with wide receiver weapons to throw to after if they come of, back. Well, after both of yours yeah. left, I mean, you're still going to have Odell. You'll still have um, Shepard out there. Brandon Marshall might be the one that leaves. However, mm-hmm. that might be a good thing for the Giants because he doesn't go to the Super Bowl anyways. Or the so, playoffs. Or the playoffs. That's one. That's, and I think that Cousins and McAdoo is mm-hmm. a good combo. Well, and the only thing that scares me there is the Giants need a run game. They need a consistent run game. And that's why that's the only thing that mm-hmm. scares me. But I agree with you. I think and they draft a quarterback to eventually take Cousins over. loves mm-hmm. a nice tight end. Yes. So he's got a good, which he's he got has, a good couple. Which he over has there. is they just drafted mm-hmm. um, Ingram over there to be their tight end. The second one, Jacksonville. If they prove to move on, and they would, I'll be honest, if Coughlin came out today and said Blake Bortles will no longer be our quarterback after this year, this becomes the number one spot. You get a run game, mm-hmm. you get a phenomenal defense, or a young defense that could work their way up to becoming phenomenal. They have been great this year, could be phenomenal with age. So they could be even getting even better. Plus, they made a trade with the Bills recently, that just makes them an even better unit. You have Leonard Fournette, who is tied for the league in lead of rushing touchdowns this year. You have weapons on the offensive side. They would be my number one if Blake Bortles was out of the picture. The whole thing is, is Jacksonville ever going to move on from Blake Bortles, and could Kirk take that job? Mm -hmm. The number one. And the one thing you'll notice with all three of these teams, good defenses. The Denver Broncos. I love Brock the Cock, Cockadoodle do just like you do. But I don't think Trevor Simeon's the answer. I don't think Paxton Lynch is the answer. John Elway before has brought in a veteran to try to win a Super Bowl. It worked with Peyton Manning. We'll see if it works with Kirk Cousins. You give Kirk a defense, give him some weapons like Thomas and Sanders. They have a run game in CJ Anderson. That could be a perfect situation for Cousins as well. Yeah, I think it's possible for sure. And I think that it's a good one because right now we we also recently had uh coming out of the Denver Broncos that, you know, they're a little frustrated with the quarterbacks mm-hmm. situation. They thought they had it figured out with Paxton Lynch. He has never made any progress. If anything, he's regressed. Uh Trevor Simeon Simeon's came in, good, did well. Great. But he's a little inconsistent and mm-hmm. you're not happy with it. But yeah, it's definitely a team that can be very successful and a team that likes Dem- to run the ball, which is very useful to. But cousins. Denver Denver fans will still tell me that he's the answer and that they're happy with him at quarterback. It just it I mean, confuses I think you me. Can, I think you should be happy with him at quarterback. Mm-hmm. You should be happy with him. He was a seventh round pick the losing, from Northwestern. Losing seventeen to three currently as uh, the only this. Uh, the only Northwestern quarterback to what start their rookie year or I not rookie so. year or their um, first year to. I don't even know. There was some I mean, stat about him being like the first one to start and whatever. As of this, as of recording this, a minute fifty six to go in the first half. He's four of twelve for forty eight yards and two picks. Nice. I get nice. it's KC, but yeah. that doesn't scream confidence to me. Mm-hmm. But how's my man Kareem Hunt doing? <laughs> Is he doing well? Because I need him to do very well today for, uh, right for fantasy now, Kareem reasons. Kareem Hunt only has 38 yards for you. Well, that's not helping me out, Kareem. Uh, <laughs> I don't care how many yards you get. Just give me some tutties. Anyways, um, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. But I do think that 
you know, San Francisco, which was a desirable option. Mm-hmm. I think that Arizona, I think that Denver are good options See, for them. And the thing with Arizona that you bring up is, mm-hmm. so in the L.A. game two weeks ago, Carson Palmer breaks his arm. Yeah. He's out eight weeks. That means maybe he's coming back week 16 against the Giants. That's a huge gap off. Plus, mm-hmm. with how many years the Cardinals have had him, are yeah. they going to decide? I'm shut him down. Are they going to decide that you know what? Enough is enough. We're moving on from you. Kind of be like, mm-hmm. hey, buddy, I think it's time to retire. Wink, wink. And nudge, speaking nudge. of retirement, let's not forget that there are the rumors swirling about that Bruce Arians is going to retire after this okay. year. So I think that there's something of value there to say new coach, new quarterback. New quarterback. It could be something, but I do, I do wonder when we're talking about this because I want to mm-hmm. force this to happen. Are you the Miami not, Dolphins? Okay, okay. There's one thing I want to mention before you bring okay. up Miami that is a tail on to mm-hmm. the Cardinals, Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, don't know how long he's going to be there as well because he's made the joke of, well, you know, I got X amount of yards to catch Jerry Rice, so that's how long I'll be here. However. He's getting closer to the end than the beginning. Okay, Dolphins, go. I just want to think of – so Ryan Tannehill um, last season missed out at the mm-hmm. end because of an injury. This year he missed And the this whole year, year misses everything because of an injury. They went and they got Jay Cutler. The experiment hasn't worked. Jay Cutler's hurt now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Back spoiler alert, we knew that was going to happen. Back to Matt point. Moore that didn't work as well. Matt Moore, who – the only reason why Ryan Tannehill ever got to start in the first place was mm-hmm. because Matt Moore originally got hurt. Yeah. A lot of injury issues. You know who doesn't have any injury issues? Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> no, I, did, I just wonder if – is there a potential mm-hmm. – and, and I know they gave him a good contract and stuff, and they seem to believe in Ryan Tannehill as they should. But with injury issues and – uh, you know, he's been good, but he hasn't been as good as they would hope. I just wonder if there's a potential for, for them to try and trade away Ryan Tannehill. I think that there would be teams that would be willing to take him. If they're not going to be willing to, you know, make a huge splash for Kirk Cousins, who I assume is going to get paid more than Tannehill, mm-hmm. um, might there be a team that's willing to take Ryan Tannehill on? And, I mean, I don't know the exact ramifications of this. Someone who knows Miami, might be able to help. However, looking at SpotRack, they even put in there that in Tannehill's contract, there is a potential out right before 2018. So after this year, it does say potential out. So I mean, Team out or his out? Does it say? It, it just says potential out. It says um, three years, 39.5 million, 4.6 um, dead cap. So, I mean, all it says is personal. Other than that, he's locked up till 2021. Mm-hmm. I don't see them getting rid of Ryan Tannehill. That's the thing. That's the only thing with Miami that I feel like long shot there. I just feel like my, my thing is more of, I think, just a Miami issue in general. Mm-hmm. That I just kind of feel like, and, and you know if you've been listening to the onside kick, you know I'm a Ryan Tannehill believer. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's kind of done. You know, I feel like Ryan Tannehill is not going to necessarily happen in Miami. So I just kind of feel like maybe they need a fresh face. I you mean, know, Adam would, Gase doesn't have any real connection to him. I wouldn't be against it because I, I would be intrigued for the Gase-Cousins connection because we mm-hmm. saw Gase when he had a healthy Jay Cutler and a Jay Cutler that wasn't retired for X amount of months before coming to him, how he was able to do... The only thing that I think of is are you going to are you gonna get rid of 
Ryan Tannehill, and I just don't see if that you can happening. trade him. I mean, if you can get a partner that wants him, I think it might be worth. Do you because think Ryan Tannehill someone, still has good upside? Do you think you can find someone that'll want him though? Yeah, if someone's going to not be able to get Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. I think, and they're not like you know the Cleveland Browns who are picking number one overall. Uh, I think that there'll be teams like the New York Jets who have been winning too many games. Um, I don't necessarily want to put uh, the Jaguars in this because I don't necessarily mm-hmm. know how big of an upgrade Ryan Tannehill is mm-hmm. to Blake Bortles. He's an upgrade, but not that big of one. Um, so there's definitely going to be some options for those you teams think, that are a little bit too good. You don't think good. Kirk Cousins is a... Oh, you're saying no, Ryan I say Tannehill. He, Ryan okay. Tannehill is an I, upgrade, just it, not a huge upgrade. I was ready to jump you when I didn't have to. For a second, I was like, wait a second. Do you just say that Kirk Cousins is not a bigger upgrade no, than no. Blake Bortles? No, Kirk Cousins confused. is an upgrade. I was confused. So is Ryan Tannehill. Here's an interesting situation that could mm-hmm. play out. We've talked about this before on the podcast. I don't remember exactly... If this was one where it was me and you or me and Brandon, but an interesting situation that could play out this offseason. Let's say Big Ben retires. Steelers would be looking for a quarterback. Yeah. Bingo, bango. Could Kirk Cousins fit in there if Big Ben retires? I think he could. I think he could. And I think it's a good, it's a great situation to walk it into just, and would, say, let's win a Super Bowl. It would feel weird to see him in the black and yellow. I don't though. think it'd feel that weird. I can see I'd it. get used to it, but like that would be. I can picture it perfectly in my head right now. Another perfect mm-hmm. situation has the weapons, has a running back, has a defense. Like you said, walks in. Hey, let's win a Super Bowl. I want to throw one out to you. Let's say Teddy Bridgewater doesn't play well when he comes back. Mm-hmm. Is there a potential that the Vikings go? Well, Sam Bradford left. Teddy isn't what he used to be. Do we keep Case Keenum and just kind of see what this experiment's going to go with? Because right now, Case Keenum's just winning games. That's all you ask. But in the offseason, and this really is another one that depends on how Teddy comes back. This is if Teddy is not going to come back well and they're looking to move on. For sure. Could you see the Vikings maybe getting in on that if they need a quarterback, if it's Case Keenum or Kirk Cousins? Well, I mean, if you've got the choice between the two, you're going to take Kirk Cousins. But yeah, I do I would think too. that this year— Case Keenum hasn't done anything to necessarily lose the job. No. And I think that kind of works well for them because mm-hmm. they can let Teddy Bridgewater just sit. Yeah. And I think that's actually going to be the most likely thing to happen here is that Case Keenum plays out the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater doesn't do anything until next year, mm-hmm. and they don't even have the chance to even think about it. So you don't think Teddy's going to come back this year at all? I don't because Case Keenum's not doing anything to lose. And I don't know if this is a changing of opinion because we did mm. talk about this yeah. A few weeks ago with Teddy Bridgewater. In, in a slightly different way, but we did. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that—I mean, Case Keenum's been looking good. Not amazing, but he's been looking good enough. Mm-hmm. And really the big thing is that the run game turned and actually got better mm-hmm. after Dalvin Cook got hurt, which is amazing that it could possibly get better than where it was. So I definitely think that Case Keenum will be there, um, and I think that he's going to be around uh, and kind of hold— uh, hold the spot for Teddy for when he comes back next year. See, I mean, I just look around. There are too many teams mm-hmm. that have a guy like Dak with the Cowboys, Wentz with the Eagles. I don't think Kirk Cousins returns to the Redskins. That's why I didn't even bring them up. Bears have their guys. Lions have their guy. Packers have their guy. In the South, everyone has a quarterback that they want. In the West, it's pretty much like you said, the Cardinals, and then everyone else has a quarterback. 
AFC West, besides the Broncos, everyone has a quarterback. AFC South, Watson. The Colts could be interesting, but they've got Jacoby Brissett now. So, I mean, if luck doesn't work out, it's Jacoby's luck job. Will be back. He'll then be back. you have Bortles and Mariota. The only other teams I can look at is the Ravens. Do you think Joe Flacco has any more to be a future Super Bowl winner again for you guys? And then Cleveland. But right now, Cleveland's riding the whole the whole Deshaun Kaiser thing. However, the thing that I look at is if you're going to go with this money ball thing and trade for picks and not take that first-round quarterback, wouldn't Kirk Cousins be a guy you want to go for? Because then you wouldn't have to worry about drafting well, that first-rounder. I think the thing with the whole money ball thing that people get a little too high on is, is, is that is this saying I'm getting a little bit too high on? You need to calm the fuck down. Okay. Uh, no, it's just that I think that people are— passive-aggressiveness over calm there, the Mark. Sh- calm your shit. Uh, I think that people are just—I don't think there's anything passive about this shit, no. Uh, it's just straight-on aggressive. People are just so into the you got to trade back, you got to mm-hmm. trade out, and— you can use a first round pick, which I am all for using yeah, a first. You can round use pick. it. The whole thing with the money ball is use it when it's smart, and then BPA. And the best player available is the quarterback that's sitting there, and you need him. Bill you Bel- draft him. Bill Belichick has to be sitting there like, oh, money ball. That's cute. I've been doing this for years, making so guy, my first round picks and trading back all that. the rest. Yeah, I just think that it's a you know it's the kind of thing for for Cleveland. Uh, and we'll get to. I know we're going to talk about yes. it when they have the first overall pick. Uh-huh. Uh, that are they going to trade back? When and they, this year, I don't when think they, they do can. because now Jimmy Garoppolo is going to win the Niners some games. That's what you're saying. Well, I said that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to win him at least three. Mm-hmm. He's going to win him at least three this at year. At least the 49ers can go. Oh, we're not going to go 0 and 16. Somebody's got to <laughs> not go 0 and 16. Uh, now watch Jimmy goes out there and oh breaks his ankle first mm-hmm. play. Shit, we got rid of a second, and now look at this. Mm-hmm. Man, that would be the worst, because then what are you going to do? You're not going to pay him. Any final teams you think could be a fit for Kirk Cousins? No, I think that I, I'm revitalized in thinking that maybe the Redskins will make it happen. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think so. I'm I not do, buying it. Only because I think it's, you know, the number one destination is gone now. But mm-hmm. I, I do think I would love to see, even though I said that there's not going to happen because they're drafting a quarterback— I would love to see him go to the New York Giants mm-hmm. uh, so that way he can play the Redskins twice a year. Well, and this is where I'm going to turn it on to you guys. Let us know. Give me your top three. Where are the top three landing spots for Kirk Cousins now that Jimmy Garoppolo has been traded to the 49ers? Also, let us know a little bit about each one. Let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section. But, Mark, let's keep the quarterback conversations rolling. We're done with the Jimmy Garoppolo's. We're done with the Kirk Cousins. Now we're going to talk about a guy who has been doing some good things, although three Very and four in the NFL, the Houston Texan quarterback out of Clemson, Deshaun Watson. And mm-hmm. the reason why we're talking about Watson today is because Richard Sherman was interviewed by MMQB, MondayMorningQuarterback.com. Here's what he had to say. Here was the quote. That I got for you. My God, Houston's so lucky. By next year, he's going to be a top five quarterback in this league. And that includes the two big dogs, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. He makes you dig to the deepest part of your competitive juices to beat him. End quote. I want to ask you this plain and simple, Mark. Mm -hmm. Will Deshaun Watson end up being a top five all-time quarterback? 
all time? All time. Top no. five all time quarterback no. when it's all said and done. No. I mean, you're saying he's going to beat Montana. He's going to beat Tom Brady. He's going to beat Bradshaw. He's going to beat Marino. He's going to beat Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. He's going to beat Russell Wilson. No. I don't buy it. Let's put it this way. I don't buy it. Maybe, maybe I'm being a little bit too over the top saying all time. Mm-hmm. Let's all just time say, is too much. Next year, let's just say that's a different. Let's question. just say in the league. Yeah, do you see him being a top five quarterback during his playing career? Because yeah, in the, in the two thousand, well, in the in the whole quote from uh, from Sherman is he's mm-hmm. basically saying like next year, next year he's a top five quarterback. Okay, um, you know, and and here's the thing. I mean, part of me wants to say Richard Sherman's just saying that because like yeah, I picked off a top five quarterback. What are you going to do about it? You know, I told you I'm the best cornerback in the league. Or you uh, can look at it and say, hey, that rookie just burned you guys. I know yeah. he got three picks, but he burned you guys. And here's the thing for, for me, for Deshaun Watson, is I sit mm-hmm. there and I definitely think he uh, has good potential next year to be a top five quarterback, especially when I sit there thinking about Carson Wentz uh, and how his success has continued in the next year. But then I remember a guy like Cam Newton who – you know, came on super hot and then cooled off a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, I think of a Dak Prescott, who was one of the best quarterbacks in the league last year and has cooled off this year a bit. Uh, still been really good, but cooled off compared to where people thought he was going to be. They thought he was mm-hmm. going to be in the stratosphere this yeah. year. Um, you know, and, and you just kind of sit there and go, well, here's the thing for Deshaun Watson. He's done really, really well. He is an amazing guy at extending plays. He is great at slinging it. Uh, has some accuracy issues, throwing too many interceptions. Um, he also has a great benefit of being on one of the best teams in the NFL. He's got amazing weapons out there. He's got four. He's got Hopkins. He's got Lamar Miller. He has uh, a great defense, although missing their best player in J.J. Watt. So we have to give some respect there for that defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's in a really good situation. To me, it almost just scream, maybe not scream, but it hints at the guy who comes in, lights everybody up, the league will catch up. And when they catch up, he will come back to the baseline. See, I don't I don't know that he's a 3-4 touchdown a game kind of quarterback like he's been showing up right now. The thing with Deshaun Watson, and I know that, I mean, pretty much this is me going back to even the college get days mm-hmm. is if you're going to go up against like New England, if he's going to go up against a Seattle, you're going up against the big dogs. The thing that I'm confident in Deshaun Watson is that he'll play up and he's going to keep you in he those will, games. He will play up in those big games. Like look at back to college where mm-hmm. he had the two national championship games against Alabama best team in college football. And he played up in those two games. I know he was one and one. Alabama was a really good team, but he played up in both of those games. However, you do get games like I look at his senior year where they lost. I know it was only one, but to a pit team at home, three touchdowns, three INTs. So you also get those games as well. Or a Troy game where you only win by six and you throw three touchdowns, two INTs. Now, I'm not saying that it's a knock like, you know, Deshaun Watson's a bust and all that because you can say, Ricky, well, the year before he went undefeated before losing to Alabama his junior year. Mm-hmm. 
it's just you get that two side of Deshaun. However, so far in the NFL, all it has been for me is, I mean, Jacksonville, he came in at halftime. So really, he didn't really have that week of preparation. Cincinnati was his first full week of preparation, his first real start. Mm -hmm. Ever since then, kind of should have beat New England, although that was his most mediocre touchdown to interception performance. Ever since, he's been 4-5-3-4 touchdowns yeah. per game with the most interceptions coming against the Seahawks. And to be fair, Tennessee's defense and Cleveland's defense and New England's defense are nothing to write home about. And I mean, the the one that shocks me is the one he went 5-0 and against was mm-hmm. the Chiefs' defense. That was a good one. That was, like, he only went three, like, the three was against Cleveland. It wasn't mm-hmm. the five against Cleveland. The five was against a much better defense. Yes, and Eric barely less. Chiefs defense mm-hmm. and they still lost but mm-hmm. I mean but he put up but he put up 34 that's points. the interesting thing I think and this is not necessarily about Sean Watson mm-hmm. this is about the Houston Texans is they have weapons well well yeah that's what I'm saying I'm saying that the Houston Texans right now you look at their wins they're against they're all easy wins mm-hmm. you know uh their losses you know Jacksonville maybe being the exception are teams that you'd expect them to lose but Jacksonville so this a good team, team well that's what I'm saying they're yeah. the maybe exception the defense is what's good mm-hmm. there um they're this team right now that is kind of playing exactly where you'd expect them to play mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson just happens to be this great highlight reel you know I mean he's been looking awesome the man throws touchdowns he's probably the most exciting quarterback to watch this Seattle uh, Houston game was my favorite game I've seen all year to see him and Russell Wilson just going back and forth. And the thing with that is I was um, watching Terry Bradshaw, like I mentioned earlier, on the herd, and I completely agree with Terry Bradshaw. Late in the game, when Bill O'Brien makes the decision to put the ball into the hands of Lamar Miller, at first I was like, okay, when I heard Bradshaw in his comments, but I do believe where he said he's like, the one thing I wish I would see from this kid is, like, in the, in that kind of a situation, it was O'Brien gave him the call, and he said, okay, coach, and he went and did it. He's like, man, I just wanted to see him go, no, coach, come on, I got this. Put the ball in my hands. Mm-hmm. I've got this. But I've been torching these guys. But we don't know necessarily what, the, what his ability to do something like yeah. that is. Bill O'Brien, for all we know, might have said, all right, there's your spot on the bench. You know, exactly. You, we don't know what he what Plus, he's able to do. You got that's Bradshaw's personality. I would have liked that mm-hmm. though. Like, put the t- put then. I mean, Cowherd went into it more, and I agree with it too. Of if you're gonna put the ball into your playmaker's hand, don't put it in Lamar Miller's hands. Put it in Deshaun Watson's hands. He's been torching that defense all day. You put it in your best playmaker's hands. It's like to use a basketball reference. You know, now that Kyrie's not on the Cavaliers, I can say this. It's down by three, I need a three-pointer, I'm going to put the ball in LeBron's hands. Or down by two, I need a last-second shot, let LeBron go to work. I'm not going to give the ball but to the Derrick But the interesting Rose. thing is, and I know that this game was a little bit of an aside because of the fact that they were mm-hmm. lighting them up, but the run game is the strong point of the Houston Texans. Their run game is better than the passing game. But that's the thing, and that's where... A lot of people in that, and I know we're getting into that game a little bit, mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, yes, Bill O'Brien, quarterback whisperer, 
but you got to know the game situation. You really, got to know what's going that, on. That's always something that interests me. The, the How Bill O'Brien, call him the quarterback whisperer. Because he has had zero success with any quarterback. Mm-hmm. I would not give him a single douse of credit for Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's just going out there being Deshaun Watson. Having a good work ethic and being, and being an athlete. the pick that they traded up for. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason the guy went 12th overall. Mm-hmm. Um now what probably could have went should have went higher let's be honest maybe potentially um I think that an interesting thing here really to me comes down to the uh the interceptions and how mm-hmm. that's gonna go is he gonna be a Brett Favre co- uh, kind of gunslinging quarterback of yeah he's gonna throw 20 interceptions a season but he's gonna throw a lot more touchdowns you know, is that what it's going to be, or is it going to be a Deshaun Watson is making too many critical mistakes? Mm-hmm. And I do not blame him in the slightest for that last interception to end the Seattle game because he was basically just slinging it up there at yeah. last hail mary almost. Um, so he doesn't get blamed for that. But is that going to be a situation mm-hmm. that us in Chicago are much too familiar with of this good quarterback, this gunslinger who? at the end, is going to lose it for us with an interception. I'm going to lean more towards the gunslinger. The only reason why I'm looking back to his 15th, um, 16th year in college, and you have 35 and 13 his junior year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you but you can get away with four, things in college. 41-17 mm-hmm. in his final year. I lean more towards when it comes to Deshaun Watson just watching him play. I lean more towards that gunslinger mentality of, you know what, I'm going to win this game. I'm going to be the one to sling it all over the field. And Brett Well, Favre, that's kind of what I'm saying. The, the gunslinger quarterback will throw interceptions. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like It's Brett, just a matter of, are those interceptions going to be the Jay Cutler lost you the game interception, mm-hmm. or are they going to be the Brett Favre, yeah, we had an interception, but luckily, I got one more chance, and now I'm going to throw that touchdown. To I win think it. it. I think it's going to be more so on with that this Houston one. defense. Yeah, I 100% agree. Yeah, I don't think this is. I don't think Deshaun Watson's going to be like, man, you know what? Get People aren't going to be sick of him. Jay Cutler type mm-hmm. of interceptions. I think it's going to be more so of because even just look at Brett Favre post career, threw a lot of interceptions, had that gunslinger mentality. But there is a big group of people, and I'm one of them, love Brett Favre. Love Brett Favre, love the kind of way he played. Now I know with Brett Favre is also the type of personality he brought to the game where it just looked like he was just having fun out there. Yeah, Just a kid living his dream in the NFL, having some fun each and every game. And I kind of get that same thing with Deshaun Watson where so far through seven games, it doesn't look like wow, weight of the world pressure on me to make this work. It just looks like he's going out there, doing his thing, having fun, and just being himself, which is the most important thing. Do I see him being top five? Maybe, but I really, I think it's too soon to say yes, top five right away. Because right now, guys that if they play next year Mm -hmm. could be in the running for top five for next season. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady obviously won two. Yep. Big Ben. Possibility. Not saying for sure. But he's Big probably ben, retired. If Andrew Luck plays. Mm-hmm. If Andrew Luck is healthy, he's a top five quarterback. I would say Alex Smith, if he continues to play if he does so what far, he's currently doing. Like yeah. he has this season. Derek Carr has the potential to be top five. Carson Wentz with what he's doing this year. Yep. You have well, I'm I'll say Eli, but I'm not gonna put a finger up because 
he has no. the potential, but he might be past it. But then you've got, I would say, Matt Stafford has that in him. Drew Brees, Matt Ryan. Cam even has that talent. And then you even look at Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. That is, what, uh, you're, seven? That's a ton just, of quarterbacks. You just disrespected Russell Wilson, put him at the very end. Well, oh, I was, maybe we'll have Russell Wilson. I, I was going through the division. No, I get you. I get you. But I think if I'm looking at these guys, I'm oh, saying— Oh, and I forgot Mitch Trubisky. Well, he's the GOAT. <laughs> I was going to let you slide on that one because you're a Vikings fan. Uh, but we got Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to say right now what my predictions would be, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson's going to be my third. Drew Brees is probably my fourth. Right now, Carson Wentz is going to be number five. Yeah. There's no room. I'm sorry, Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. you could potentially be number six, but there's just no room for you right now. No, and that's exactly it. Like, this is a league that has— For everybody— quarter- Even, uh-huh. like, let's say Big Ben doesn't retire. I would even—I I no, would, wouldn't, I wouldn't no. put him above Carson Wentz. No, Big Ben's Wentz. done. I'm sorry, I, Carson. I'm sorry. I just think that right now, for everybody who was complaining a few weeks ago of, oh, the talent level of quarterback mm-hmm. in the NFL has just gone downhill— they must not have seen a single game in this NFL season. Yeah. I mean, right now there are so many teams that have a promising quarterback at the very least if they don't already have the established quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, there's very few teams right now who are just completely in nothing. Uh, and those teams that are literally have absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's definitely a lot. I think that Deshaun Watson can definitely develop into a great uh, quarterback in the NFL. I think the one thing that might hold him back if he doesn't kind of address some of the issues is those interceptions. But he's a rookie. He, he should get, throw interceptions. Now, he here, should make mistakes. Here's the thing, though, and this is why I'm mm-hmm. leaning more towards that Brett Favre gunslinger mentality. Yes, he has eight interceptions, which mm-hmm. I'm going to see that is tied for fourth in the NFL. Dalton and Flacco also have eight. Who's above him? Just the because only it'll be three fun. that have more interceptions are... Big Ben has nine. Mm-hmm. However, one of those games was a five, like five of those came in one game. And then you have at 11, Cam Newton and Deshaun Kaiser. Beautiful. Um, However, he is tied with Carson Wentz for the most touchdowns at yeah. 19 so far. And, and, I, and I completely agree. I mean, don't get me wrong with this. I'm calling him a gunslinger. I'm mm-hmm. agreeing with the Brett Favre thing. I'm just saying those guys come with interceptions. Mm-hmm. That's just... You just got to learn to live with it. Yeah, I mean, that's the trade-off. They're going to make some boneheaded mistakes, mm-hmm. and some of those will cost you games. Is it a boneheaded mistake or, like, because sometimes on, and this is me going mm-hmm. more towards the side of Brett Favre, mm-hmm. sometimes it wasn't boneheaded mistake, it was cockiness of, like, I would call what? that a boneheaded like, mistake. You know what? That's the size of a pinhole. I got the arm strength to do it, and In they fact, just do it. The the word cockiness and boneheaded, I think same? go go hand in hand. They're not the same, okay. but they go hand in hand. I just hands. don't know if I would call it a mistake rather than just being overconfident. Ah, throwing it in triple coverage, I would call it a mistake <laughs> every time. Uh, until the wide receiver comes down. With until it. he comes down, and I go, it was genius. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, hail Mary to Richard Rodgers. It works. <laughs> you know, I just sit there and I, I think that. That can be the one thing that potentially holds back the success mm-hmm. of Deshaun Watson. Uh, Deshaun Watson, to me, I see him being a quarterback as we sit here right now, which is mm-hmm. way early in his career. He has played, what, seven games? Uh, I see him being the guy who his legacy will be completely dependent on the success of the Houston Texans going forward. Mm-hmm. You know, if he is on a team that is just never getting there, if he is a Matthew Stafford on the Lions that can just never get it done. If he's a Tony Romo 
on the Cowboys who can never get it done when it mm-hmm. matters, then I think we're not going to be looking too highly on Deshaun Watson because he's a gunslinger. But if he is a uh, you know a guy who does get success, if he wins that Super Bowl like Brett Favre, if he's that guy who's continually winning his division like Brett Favre, then he can be that guy who has the great legacy. Unfortunately, his play style might not lean towards being the doesn't matter. We're going to still believe this guy. We're going to still think he was really successful. Uh, you know, these four, five, three, maybe three, I'll give it to him. But these four and five touchdown games, mm-hmm. I don't see that continuing. I mean, the Seattle one was a shootout. Kansas City was a shootout because look at Alex mm-hmm. Smith this year. Tennessee was just a team that is defeated using a Matt Castle. We've been talking about him quite a bit today. Mm-hmm. Using a Matt Castle backup. You know, it's a defeated team. So they were scoring points. And also, of course, uh, New England they can score points on, too, because that's a bad defense. And part of me wonders with Deshaun Watson. Of course, two different mm-hmm. quarterbacks I'm going to bring up, but it'll be interesting. Uh, I wonder with Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. if we are going to see next year a similar um, kind of route that we're seeing with Carson Wentz. Last year, Carson Wentz, of course, the numbers are different. 16 touchdowns. 14 INTs, threw a ton of INTs. Didn't throw as many touchdowns, though, as Deshaun has now. Through his first seven games last year, Mm -hmm. seven touchdowns, only three interceptions. So he's taking care of the ball. Just out, like, remember how he started last season? We're like, dude, is this guy ever going to throw an interception? And then he did against the Lions. I wonder if next year we see, and I know this is looking down the line, but if we see that kind of, okay, with a year under his belt, if we see Deshaun Watson have a mm-hmm. similar season like Carson Wentz is having this I hope year. so. Because you look at the teams mm-hmm. and look at, all, look at all the weapons and the team yeah. that they have around Carson, they've got wide receivers, they've got Lamar Miller, they have a defense. There's no reason why this Texan team For sure. with Deshaun next year can't look to the Eagles. If I'm a Texan fan, there's no reason why I can't look to the Eagles and go, we can be that next year. Yeah, and I think they can take that step forward next year. Uh, you know, this is a team that is set up for success. They have one of the best running games. They score more points mm-hmm. than everybody. They've got a great defense out there. Yet they're set for an 8-8 eight eight record right now. Yeah, they're because they're for losing eight eight every other game. Yep, um, Like you said, like a Christmas tree. Yep, just like a Christmas tree. Uh, and I, I think that Deshaun Watson right now is the most exciting quarterback in the NFL. He's the mm-hmm. most fun to watch quarterback in the NFL. I'm really enjoying it, so I kind of like, hope he doesn't come down. You don't like watching uh, Patrick Mahomes on the bench? You know, Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is doing good stuff out there. I really like what he's got going on. You know, he sits, sometimes he stands. Then he probably sits back down. He's got the Brock, it's the, nice. the Brock the Cock uh, kind of uh, method when you know Peyton he, Manning was the quarterback. You know that Mahomes was feeling Cock-a-doodle pretty do, good when he wa- went out to uh, to Kansas City. He's like, yeah, this, this Alex Smith guy, he's good, but he's not great. I'm going to come in. I'm going to replace him one of these days. Pretty soon, I bet. <laughs> then Alex Smith goes out there, throws a million touchdowns. Like, damn uh, it. Why? Why Kansas City? Why couldn't I have gone to Cleveland? He never would say that. He No one wants to go to Cleveland. Would you and take your kids to Cleveland? I've only been to Cleveland once. Me too. I wouldn't go back. What, did you go for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as well? I actually went because I, I went. I went because I was going to New York, and Cleveland okay. is pretty strategically placed. But I did go to the Rock okay. and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, the only reason why mm-hmm. I went to Cleveland was it was a family trip. We went to Cedar Point. On the way back, my dad's like, hey, let's check out the uh, 
Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And all I remember walking into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame looking going, hey, Dad, is that where the Browns play? Yes, it is, son. No, that's where the Browns lose. (laughs) That's where they play. But any... Do you have any final thoughts on uh, Deshaun my, Watson? My only thing with Deshaun Watson, I'm going to be interested to see the future and how the comparison between these three quarterbacks go with You're talking Mitch Mahomes, Trubisky, Trubisky, Mahomes, and Watson. and Watson. I'm very interested to see how much these quarterbacks get compared Not to Deshaun each other. Not Deshaun Kaiser? Deshaun, no, only because Watson, their first round, uh, their first round yeah. picks, but also you know some people currently are sitting there and going, oh well, Chicago Bears should have maybe taken Watson mm-hmm. instead, um, which I wouldn't have been against if I was a Chicago fan. You wouldn't be upset about it, but I mean Deshaun Watson would probably be broken in half right now if he was playing in Chicago. I don't know, man. He's got wheels. He does. He does. So does Mitch. He's got. You wheels. see him running, but uh, he doesn't have much of <laughs> see an option. Him if he doesn't run. See him diving for the pylon will. too. It's yeah. like. Got to learn to slide, bro. If he doesn't run the ball, it's not going to go forward because nobody's catching that. <laughs> got to learn to slide. You though. catch the ball, your knee breaks. Yeah, got to. And it. they take the touchdown away. Yeah, we don't want a Zach Miller. Bring back situation. his knees. Bring back his tutties. Well, this is where I'm going to turn into you guys. Let us know what you guys think. Will Deshaun Watson be a top five quarterback next year? Also, what do you think we'll see from Deshaun next year? If he will not be in the top five, let us know how he is going to be. Before we move on, though, Mark. I know that it's well and over by the time they're listening to this, but mm-hmm. twenty to three, Chiefs on top of the Broncos. And I'm willing to bet none of those the third none quarter. of those come from my man Kareem Hunt. No, no, two field goals since they went up fourteen to nothing. So you got nothing from Hunt right now. But let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section. But Mark, let's end the podcast like we always do. And also, hello if you're on YouTube. This is the first video you're going to see of the week, even though we're ending the podcast here on Most Valuable Podcast, the Onside Kick. We got Thursday Night Football. We're going straight through. All this right. is an interesting game because sure I, hope, is. I hope they don't make the same mistake they made last year, having all red unis and all green unis. We got the Bills and the Jets, the colorblind game, mm-hmm. as I called it last year. Who do you've got? Bills, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, I'm going to roll with New York. You know they uh, Really? They were doing well for me last week when I decided I will finally give in and say, okay, fine, New York can be an okay team. And then they fell apart in the fourth. Yeah, but they at least had hope. <laughs> they at least had hope for me. Uh, and, you know, Buffalo's definitely, uh, you know, kind of under, underperforming as well. I was looking into uh, Zay Jones and thinking, what happened to that guy? He was mm-hmm. supposed to be good. Where has he been? He's been dropping every football that gets thrown his way. Going to take the Jets. I'm going to go on the other side. I'm going to go with the Bills. This is a team where I know uh, of recently it's been win two, lose one, win two. We'll see if you do what you do here. I think they get the win on the road against the New York team that can't play in the fourth quarter. Bills go to six and two and try to catch the Patriots at the top of the division. Then we move into the Sunday games. No line for this one, so it's a straight pick Ravens at Titans, who you got? Yep, going to go with the home team, uh, Tennessee and Nissan Stadium. Um, you know, part of me wants to say I can see Baltimore pulling it off, but there's just— Joe, Has Joe Flacco cleared the concussion protocol? Do we know that yet? I don't think he has yet, uh, but we're recording this really early in the week. Yeah, we're so. recording this on Monday, and usually quarterbacks and that don't know whether it's until Saturday. And, and I'm looking four hours ago, there's an article— Jim or John Harbaugh says that Flacco has zero concussion symptoms. So well, that's good. I'm going to go on the other side again. I'm going to go with the Ravens in this one. Had a big game against the Dolphins a week ago. 
I think they use that game, carry momentum. However, this is with a Flacco starting. If Flacco doesn't start, could be a Titan win, but I'm going to go with the Ravens no matter what. Then we've got an NFC South showdown, Mark. Yep. The Saints, they get the win over your Bears last week. Seven-point favorites now at home against the Buccaneers. Who do you got? You know, I think that I got to continue with my home teams. Uh, okay. Drew Brees, I think, is a little frustrated by that Chicago Bears defense. They mm-hmm. kept him in check pretty much the whole game. Uh, and I think he's going to bounce back and kind of beat up on a weaker Tampa Bay defense. Uh, not that Tampa Bay defense is too weak, but I think he's going to try and take advantage of them a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Saints as well. This is the first one that you and I are going to agree on here. I think the Saints, they've been really good. My surprise of the year has been the New Orleans Saints and how well they've been they've doing done. great. Because if my prediction holds true for them, they're going to lose every single game and go 5-11. and 11. So, so maybe you should pick at. Tampa. Yeah, maybe I should pick Tampa. But the next game we've got the L.A. Rams at 5-2, and 3.5-point and yep. favorites on the road against the 1-6 and six Giants. Mm-hmm. Got to go with the Rams here. Yeah. Giants one game closer to being officially kiss of death. Yeah, I think that we're going to, uh, you know, you got to pick L.A. here. They've been doing good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually kind of fun that we have the, uh, the two... Two of the four teams that live in similar cities, you know, the L.A. and the L.A., the New mm-hmm. York and the New York, they get to play each other. I'm going to go with Jared Goff. I'm, uh, I guess, believing in him. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Rams. Yeah, I'm going to go with them as well, only because, like I said, I do not believe in the Giants anymore, even though I said they were going to win the Super Bowl. you got to give someone the kiss of death. Then we're going to move on. A team that is currently losing right now as we are recording this, the Denver Broncos. So we're going to say they're 3-4. and four. I don't think they make the comeback. They are playing 7-point underdogs to the 7-1 and one Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to go fly, Eagles, fly. Carson Wentz's Eagle team get the win, go to 8-1, and one, mm-hmm. and therefore increase their lead or continue to keep their lead over the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to put it out there that I'm going to pick the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, got to go with my uh, fantasy quarterback mm-hmm. here, Carson Wentz. But uh, I do think this is quite the trap game here. I think that Denver can kind of roll by the defense and maybe upset Philadelphia at home, at Philadelphia's home. Uh, so I think that there's a little bit of fear there for the trap game. But with that being said... I got to pick Philadelphia. They're on a roll. And the one thing I am going to infuse here, because we aren't going to have an extra topic about this. I'm infusing it in right now. Mm-hmm. Just looked. Breaking news as we're recording this. Zeke's six-game band is upheld. Oh, okay. So, so he, will, he will have a six-game band starting this upcoming good thing week. I, good thing I still have a DMC on my team. So I want to actually, let's jump to, I'm going to jump to that game. All right. Chiefs who are winning right now. They'll, if they hold that at six and two, Cowboys at four and three without Zeke now, mm. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. 100%. I think the Chiefs win this game yeah. in Dallas without Ezekiel Elliott. And, and I think that I think that Dak Prescott can kind of not want to say go toe to toe, but I think mm-hmm. he can keep up uh, without Zeke out there. But, but do you have faith in Run DMC? No. Or Alfred Morris? They stay, he's still the he's, third stringer. He's there, I'm sure. He's still the third stringer, Well, I, I mean, DMC, I'm probably going to put him in the fantasy t- lineup because <laughs> what the hell else gonna am get I going to do? I mean, him and J.H.I. are going to lead me to some success, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you got to go to Kansas City. I mean, that's a sure thing right mm-hmm. now. And that's going to be interesting now to see how that suspension Hurts the Cowboys because, like we said, 
the Eagles win this week, Cowboys lose this week, mm-hmm. that means it goes to from a two-game cushion to a three-game cushion. Almost and locking then, it up. And then if you're Dallas, you can't really lock on the, mm-hmm. okay, we play the Eagles twice this year. Very interesting that that breaking news holds up. Now let's go back to our scheduled programming as usual. Falcons at Panthers, Carolina, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Going to go with the Atlanta Falcons on this okay. one, picking the away team. Um, Very these different. Are, You've picked straight home games except for the Rams. You've picked yeah. straight home games except for the Rams and Chiefs. And the Chiefs now, too, in Denver, mm-hmm. like I said, trap game. But anyways, um, I just think these both both these teams mm-hmm. are just huge question marks. Yeah. You have no idea what to expect out of either one of them. Uh, maybe Atlanta can bounce back. This is the battle for second place in the NFC South right now. The battle for Which second probably place. isn't that impressive in the NFC South. And the thing is, I'm going to lean towards the Falcons slightly, only because, I mean, the Panthers in their last two games, three points against the Bears, zero or ten points in a win against the Buccaneers last week. That's a total of 13 in your last two games. That's just simple math right there. However... Last time you did play at home, you put up 23 in a loss to Philly. You put up, again, only 13 to the Saints. At home, I'm going to go with the Falcons. I think this Panther offense has some question marks about how to get into the end zone. Don't know how they're a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. Then moving on, AFC matchup, Jacksonville hosting Cincinnati. Jaguars are four-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm going to go with that, and I'm going to pick the Jaguars to beat the Bengals. That's interesting. You're actually going against your own method here. So what week is it? Jacksonville's supposed to lose oh, this one. right. I think they break it. I think I'm they going, break it. I'm going to roll with it. Cincy. <laughs> I'm picking Cincy here. I just, I like, like, here's the thing. I went against mm-hmm. it earlier, too, and I'm like, I should go with it. However, I really like this Jacksonville team, and I just want them to win, and I want them to be a playoff team because I want them to have that success, although it's probably going to bite me in the butt. Well, I don't think they lose. I mean, the Andy Dalton uh, offense, I don't think, has enough to really get past Mm -hmm. Jacksonville's defense, but, you know, every other week. Now, this next one, I am going to keep this trend. Mm -hmm. Colts, a 12.5-point underdog to Deshaun Watson and the Texans. I'm going to go with the Texans to complete their trend of, Win or lose, win, lose, win, lose, win, lose, win. You know what's really disappointing is that Indianapolis and the San Francisco 49ers already played each other. Uh, <laughs> because I would love to see the Tom Brady backup bowl. The that Jacoby Brissett, Jimmy Garoppolo bowl. That would have been amazing. Tom Brady backup bowl. Uh, yeah, you continue the pattern on this one. Got to go with Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson uh, and the Houston Texans. Now the next one, interesting. Cardinals, 49ers, Cardinals are a one-point favorite right now. Is it one nothing? Is that I, what the one-point favorite is? I want to ask you this. Mm-hmm. Does Garoppolo play in this game? I say, yeah, you, you just traded for him. Let him play. Give him as many little you know, arm <laughs> wristbands as he needs to get the playbook. I'm going to be bold then. I'm going to say mm-hmm. 49ers get their first win at home with Jimmy Garoppolo against the Cardinals. The Carson Palmer-less Cardinals. Yeah. I'm going to say this is like a 12-6 to 6 game right here. I don't expect a lot of success. I do expect Jimmy Garoppolo to be out there. I expect him to be able to move the ball, but I'll I just du- expect I'll a double, lot of... Uh, I'll double down on that, 6-3. to three. There you go. I just expect <laughs> a lot of, you know, kind of check downs, mm-hmm. really safe, run the ball. Arizona goes out there, can't do anything Kyle at all. Kyle Shanahan will want to take it deep, though. Oh, I'm sure he will. 
and I'm sure that they'll have some opportunities. Mm-hmm. But I think once you get into the red zone, I can see them stalling every time yeah. because they just don't have it worked out mm-hmm. yet. Uh, but I'm going to ride with Arizona on this one. I wow. don't think Jimmy Garoppolo gets a win in his first game. Uh, you know, the headlines are going to be out there of, all right, get him out of town, fire <laughs> Shanahan, fire everybody. No, that's not uh, going to happen. And both the overreactions, don't doubt it. <laughs> um, but I definitely think that Arizona – the few wins I think they can get in the remainder of their season, I think this can be one of them, mostly because Jimmy Garoppolo will just be like, uh, well, I know how to hand it off and I know how to throw it, but I don't know any of the language. I don't know mm-hmm. what plays are what. I don't know which one of these guys I can trust. So I, I think there's going to be a lot of uncertainty. Then our next one, we've got one more in the late afternoon because we did the Chief Cowboy because of the suspension news. Interesting on that one, though, that I did not read. Cowboys were one-and-a-half-point favorites. I wonder if that changes oh, yeah, now because of the suspension later this week. Then we have the Redskins at the Seahawks. Seahawks are seven-and-a-half-point favorites, and i got to roll with them going with the Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, they should be the favorite here. I mean, that's you know that's a good one, uh, a pretty, pretty big one right there. But mm-hmm. I do think that Kirk Cousins can kind of, you know, go toe-to-toe a little bit. But, I mean— if you watch that game against the Texans, Russell Wilson went out there and proved why he is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that, you know, Richard Sherman goes out there talking about how Deshaun Watson is going to be a top five quarterback. Uh, and it's just like, you know, this is a guy who has a top five quarterback on his team. And he sees him all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the, it gets a little un, underloved at times, Russell Wilson. I mean, the. Seattle Seahawks are known for that defense, and uh, we all remember Marshawn Lynch. But the man's been on a mission since Lynch has been gone, especially this season, been on a mission to say, I am one of the best, I'm going to win. This team does not want to win, but I'm going to drag their asses into the playoffs whether they want to be there or not. Going to go with Russell Wilson. Well, and then we've got our two primetime games. We've got the first one Sunday night, the Oakland Raiders at Miami. Oakland's a three-point favorite. I roll with the Raiders because, let's be honest, the Dolphins got shut out by the Ravens. By the Ravens. Going with the Raiders. Yeah, going with the Raiders for sure. No doubt about it. Can Cooper, can Cooper like, okay, I am going to fantasy bitch right now. All right. How does Amari Cooper have 33 points two weeks ago, but then this last week, five? Any given Sunday. How does that happen? Any given Sunday. Like, what is wrong with this Oakland offense? Well, that's Mark? the problem with What's the Oakland, wrong with this Oakland offense, offense is that they have too many Ugh. weapons to take advantage of. Derek Carr can throw it wherever the hell he wants. I just don't. I, I, and they've been an inconsistent team this year. I just don't get it. Believe me, with the Raiders, Jared Cook though. is my tight end. I get you. <laughs> I get you. My oh, other tight man. end in, my, in a different league is Zach Miller. Probably we're wishing that Jared Cook was still on the. Uh, wasn't he on the Packers last year? He was on the Rams, then the Packers, and now he's with the Raiders. Jared Cook was on the Packers last year? I thought so, unless he was on the Rams. One of the two. All I know is that the Packers are the next team coming up. This game early in the season, man, what a Monday night game. Matthew Stafford and the Lions that are looking to win the division. Aaron Rodgers and the Iron, like, King of the North and the NFC Packers. Now we get a Lions team that's coming off of a loss to the Steelers. A Brett Hundley-led Packers team, also interesting rule I didn't know was in the NFL until two weeks ago, that if your name is Brett and you're a quarterback, you can only play for the Packers and only Mm -hmm. start for the Packers. Interesting note there. 
Lions are two and a half point favorites. Who you got? Well, first of all, uh, Jared Cook was on the Packers last no, that's year, what I so thought. I want to give you credit for that's that. That's what I thought. Uh, for this one, because Aaron Rodgers isn't there, mm-hmm. got to go with Matthew Stafford and the Detroit Lions. Um, I know it's at Lambeau and that Brett Hundley will probably play up a little bit because divisional game, he's going to be feeling it. Uh, but I just got to go with I gotta go with the Lions. I mean, they they're on a well the the Packers are on a two game losing streak. Not really that successful. They're falling off the face of the earth. Detroit is trying to catch their way back up to Minnesota or at least get into the wild card race. Um, and I think this is really the time where they do it. And right now I am just doing some interesting reading because I want to get this correct that the Zeke six-game suspension. Here's a quote. I want to ask you this so that we get it correct. It says, with the ruling in the U.S. District Court for South District of New York, Elliott's six-game suspension would again be in effect, and he would be ineligible to play in the Cowboys game in Oakland against the Raiders on December 17th. So does that mean he's going to be available for this game against the Chiefs? Um, I just wanted, maybe. I want I want to get that pick correct. I don't know right now because that's going to play into who I, I pick. I don't know when. when I have to look at the Cowboys I'm looking schedule. At the to schedule see right now. When that game is the seventeenth. Would be all the way in week fifteen. So, so maybe one, there's two, three, four, five, six. Okay, that's when he would be eligible to play next. Would mm-hmm. be that Oakland game. Okay, we got to correct. Chiefs get the win. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know who you guys are picking down below. I just I saw that and I was like, okay, yourself. I am confused. I need to ask Mark. So Zeke out till the seventeenth. Let us know who you guys got winning down below in the comment section. Also, housekeeping here at the end of the podcast. Check out yet again patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for liking and subscribing. But Patreon's another way to support the channel. Money-wise, and also, if you want to be like Jake and Patrick and be on a podcast, that $10 tier gets you on any podcast where we talk about the topic you would like to talk about. Also, go ahead and go to iTunes, rate our podcast, give us five stars, tell you, tell us why you love us, and tell the great fans of iTunes podcast why they should check out Most Valuable Podcast and our individual podcast for the Fast Break Primetime Podcast, Rick and Johnny, and the Onside Kick I want to thank you guys for listening and or watching. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.